I'm Christian Humes. I'm John Paul Murphy. I'm Therese Andrews. And you're listening to Watch Watch World. And today, we'll be discussing the fifth movie of Harry Potter. Woo! Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Some people's favorite film. It's mine. Oh, it's yours. It is mine. It's your favorite film. More like Order of the University of Phoenix, am I right? No, I'm sorry. Just, no, you are wrong. It is I know. probably it's not actually. Like... I, it, I All right, would... one more time from the top. I'm Christian Humes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, I like this movie. I think it, it's what I think it's one of the strongest ones so far. I don't think it's my favorite so far. I still think right now I had the most fun watching Goblet of Fire. Oh. Uh, you know, that's interesting. While Teresa and I were watching it together, I said, oh, it's possible this isn't my favorite of the two, but I think that's partially because I found a newfound love for Goblet of Fire in the way that I didn't used to like it as much. At the same time, this has a lot of my favorite. I, I right, right now, I put them equal with each other myself. I think I might say they're, they're equal. Uh, I, the, I like the pacing in this better. It's also I, tighter. I loved how this movie was just over two hours yeah and yeah. not two and a half hours yeah, yeah. Or not <laughs> oh not close to three this is like 215 the others were like 245 yes that's what <laughs> that, that is the best part about it yeah yeah i agree i mean i would watch a 13 hour harry potter to be honest with you but i do appreciate that this one especially and of course we'll get through it in in the walkthrough but at the end like the final half hour is my favorite part where usually I feel like in some of the other movies, in some ways it feels like it's ramping down a bit. Like this one has such a big, powerful ending that's like part of the most memorable parts of the series is in this movie. And I think almost though that the end could have used a little bit more almost. They could have had another 10 minutes, I think, of... See, it wasn't enough after all. Yeah, it's almost like now that you're saying that I'm thinking about the ending, I thought a lot of things got really kind of rushed through there. That they didn't, yeah. get, they didn't really give enough time for things to land, especially like the final like battle stuff. So for a lot of people, this is their favorite movie. But for a very large portion of watchers, this is a least favorite. One of the reasons being the fifth book is one of the longest and most dense. And there, and it's the shortest, I believe, of all of the movies. So mm-hmm. there is a lot, a lot of book content that does not make it into this, which is yeah. unfortunate because it has so many great things in the book in this story but i i think uh i think let's just get into it let's begin right yeah let's, let's start. do it so we start out back with the dursleys which is great because we got a little bit of time off from them in the last movie and this is a interesting turn on things so dudley looks significantly older since we've last saw him he is a he has finally turned into the big bully that he was always going to turn into and we see him yeah. come over picking on harry well, first, with his, yep, and his really big gang of sweet friends chain first of all yeah like dudley's sweet chain but <laughs> yeah. the first they set up it's really hot it's like a heat wave going on it's like a yeah. really hot summer and which I thought was really topical because then like the UK just go through like a super hot summer right now where yeah. like, all like the grass burned up and died. So I thought that was kind of funny. And then I thought it was uh, it, the, on the radio in the beginning. The first thing you hear was the the person like it's a it's like a scorcher out there today. It's it's mm-hmm. a twenty four degrees Celsius. That's ninety degrees Fahrenheit. Whatever. And it's like, <laughs> why would you need to say Fahrenheit? You're all in the UK. Like that's obviously <laughs> for American audiences. It would be like what wait what what like what what's the temperature? Sorry. But like you know, what's the temperature? So, but uh, so Harry's looking great. Nice short haircut. 
definitely looking older now. He looks like a little man yeah. when well, this movie they're opens, se- they're which, 17 now. which I love. I mean, he just came from a really, really big moment in the last movies yeah. after kind of experiencing all of the Cedric stuff. It's like this one opens and is like, oh, he's an adult now. Like he's like seen things, of course, still a child, but, you know, he's really growing up. And I like that the instant this movie opens, it's like. Oh gosh, he's gotten older. Like I love he's how like carrying himself older, different. But like they're all on a playground. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's on a swing set, and I'm like, look at that little man. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what were they doing? Like, uh-huh. are they just like? He's we, just he's just finding somewhere to hide that's not in the house near his awful. They awful, were all awful getting high on that playground, weren't they? Like Dudley and his boys were smoking some J. Well, they were like beating up little kids. I mean. I, I mean, that's what Harry says to him. He, he, they were talking about getting into a fight and like whatever. And Harry's like, oh, what? You beat up another 10-year-old? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in between their smoke sessions. Yeah, and, probably. And truthfully, I mean, of course, all of these movies open and the stories, obviously the books, but um, all of these stories open with some version of like bullying Harry. And this one's like, it, it's just not the kind of bullying I can ever understand. Sure. It's like oh, is your mom dead? And all of the stupid yeah, that kids was laughing weird. at it. I'm like, that was what weird. kind of jerks are, like every time they redefine, like this is like a new low. What does like, it look like again. to the other dudes though when Harry runs up to him with a stick and just yeah. puts a stick up to his neck and so, Dudley's like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Also, but in Dudley's defense, attacking his dead parents is really his trump card, you know? It's like it's one useful insult because he's attacking a wizard. Right. Like, what else is he going to like, how else can he really hurt him? He could he could be like abracadabra. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so while this happens, c- cinematically speaking, this looks incredible already. Mm-hmm. You can tell like, oh, this movie is shot very differently again yeah. than the previous films. It looks great. A lot more dramatic lighting. Everything gets dark, and this is where shit hits the fan. Fucking Dementors roll in. Yeah, there's a there's a shot when they're running away before it's revealed that they're Dementors. It like almost looked, reminded me of Danny Boyle's Harry Potter, where it's like this very like fast cam when they're running. Yeah, that like it just like the suddenly the camera changes. So yeah, the chase scene is pretty good. So good. They wind up in that tunnel, and Dementors. I don't know if you noticed, they don't look quite the same as the last one. They look a lot scarier. Sort of the cloaks over them, like the robes that were hiding them are pretty much gone so these are now just these shadowy sort of like uh ephemeral skeleton creatures that are almost have just like black bandages on them and just you know mouths and they just suck yeah suck <sighs> that wasn't bad thank yeah. you yeah uh harry has to use his patronus mm-hmm. to save expect your patronum is it patronum is it Patronus? Patronum? It's a Patronus spell, but yeah. the Patronus spell is... charm, and, but yeah. they say okay. exacto Patronum. Patronum. Okay. So then he uses it to save himself, and then he uses it to save Dudley, because mm-hmm. Dudley is getting because more no brain cells. Because no matter stuff. what, like, no matter what evil, terrible thing Dudley does, like, Harry's still a good, kind person. Yeah. With a good heart. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, Dudley is, a, you know, sure, he's a piece of shit, but, like, he is, like, in theory... If you take Harry is abused on one spectrum, yeah, Dudley's in a way abused, but in another way, in, in a that he's way. like never like 
structure he's been given everything he wants oh no but it's sort of like i, I i'm not saying that making be a, so hard i'm not making so a case for affluenza but yeah it kind of oh, no. has like a weird thing about like it's almost like he's has a he's his growth has been stunted because- I, dudley is the muggle version of malfoy i knew you were going to say that that's all he is he's the muggle malfoy they're mm-hmm. both equal sides no. of the same villainous, terrible little coin. No, because Lucius abuses Malfoy or Draco. Like he verbally like hates his son, basically, and like treats him like uh, shit. Lucius yeah. actually tells his son though about how that he's better than everyone else and gives his son. While also saying like everything. you're like I'm disappointed in you all the time. Cool. Mm. Let's spend ten minutes just like going through how each child is abused in different ways no, I, i'm <laughs> just trying to someone okay, well, for instance, for just yeah. look look at look at percy something went wrong there <laughs> we i was, was kidding that... about the let's spend 10 minutes talking about Wait, so that was percy um... later i was like i that i was confused later yeah a part of me didn't think it was for a minute only because he just doesn't even look like the other the other weasleys so much yeah but yeah remember P- percy the prefect yeah yeah that's so it's he's a Weasley. We- yeah, it's like the oldest Weasley. He kid. went off to work with uh, Fudge Min- at the Min- ministry. Yep. Okay, that's what like it came later. I'm like, there's a there was a couple of things later where I was like, is that one of the Weasleys? And then later with the big battle, I was like, oh, is David Tennant in this scene, yeah. or is it just a David Tennant lookalike? Now, there's always there's one. Oh, actually get yeah, him. that guy. Yeah, there's one in every family. <laughs> there's always there's always that one black sheep in every family. <laughs> I would just think more of just like a casting thing where they like purposely trying to make him look like the same or was a different actor. No, nah, it's same the guy? same actor. Okay. Same kid. Yeah. He definitely, they, they do a good job with the casting of the Weasleys, making them all kind of look related, but he definitely was the black sheep. Yeah. Yep. It was just good. Good thing to make him like the ugly duckling as well. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Mrs. Fig comes by. Yeah. And, I guess this is one of those moments where I was like, okay, there's probably a lot more in the book that expl- sets up this character because it kind of is just like, I didn't really, I, I was unclear about what, what her role was because she's a muggle, but she understands what's. She's like, not a muggle. She's okay. a squib. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, so that's she's a magical she person make... that can't perform spells on her own, but she can use magical items. Okay. So she's, she's like filch. filch. Yeah, Correct. Okay. Okay, that's what. But so like it, she kind of comes out of nowhere, and she's not a character we've seen before in the movie. Right. So that's why it's like. Which I think she's mentioned maybe in prior books, but she's maybe. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe. Yeah, because she even says to Harry like, "They had me move in to keep an eye on you." So at yeah. most she's been there for a year. Yep. So maybe not even. Yeah, as soon as Voldemort came back. Yeah. She says. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's more likely that over the summer. She moved in as the neighbor and has met Harry and said hi to him and befriended him. Yeah. And he just thought she was the kind old lady next door. And she's actually like going to keep an eye on you and take care of things. Yep. Yeah. So she's like, oh, Harry, I don't worry. I'll like I'll bring you in, you know, Dudley home. And right. Dudley is like basically had like con- a concussion. He's like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He had, like had the life force sucked out of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's he looks a lot like Nick Frost in this movie. <laughs> he does look like, like if they ever cross. do like a like older like you know harry potter is like a middle-aged person he would play a great like middle-aged dudley yeah nick frost sure they so. could they could get rupert grit to be the simon Pegg character yeah yeah that could be good that would be good <laughs> all right uh, i'm on board with rupert grit yeah he's anything. not he's the best <laughs> so obviously let's uh fast forward here harry gets chastised by 
the Dursleys, who, oh, just the only, I only have one note about them really quick, because obviously we got to move on to the ministry, because that's really where things happen here. But they look even more disgusting than ever, I feel like. Yeah. Yep. Accurate. So um, Vernon, Uncle Vernon. He looks wet. He looks wet. <laughs> yes, he's wet clearly wearing a good like, description. I never really noticed it, but it's like he's clearly wearing like a bodysuit or something. Yeah. Like a prosthetics. Like, like mm-hmm. a big almost like waist thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think they made it larger. Yeah. For yeah. sure. As yeah. a movie. I mean, was he even wearing them in the first? I, I think it, in the like, last one he kinda or yeah. the whatever, the third. But it's one. noticeable as you they watch really, them back the, to the back. The thing I course, always like, think about is they look like characters out of a road doll like yeah. story. They don't yeah. look like real people especially him and they i feel like they used a a, a slight fisheye like a wide angle on him on that close-up because like the center of his face which was right center on the screen is like bulged out and his eyes like bulged out yeah they definitely exaggerate almost yeah some aspects of this family you know it's almost like the muggle world is a little more exaggerated than the actual magical world yeah in harry's pov or maybe just uh, they look as ugly as they are yeah. Like these really ugly people are also really ugly looking is sort of the idea. Yeah. From Harry's sort of, he, he it almost like maybe they're not as ugly as they actually are, but yeah, Harry sort of, you know, his emotions. Sees them that way. way. Yeah. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. I could get on board with that. So then Harry. So, yeah. He basically gets a howler. He gets mail telling him he's being expelled yep. from Hogwarts, which is ends up not being the case, of course. But uh, then he gets saved by Hermione. Oh, no. Sorry. Not Hermione. Uh, Tonks. So a bunch of wizards come, bust him out of his place after he goes and runs up to his room, and uh, they whisk him away. Yeah, because he because he's expelled because he he was using magic in front of a muggle. Correct. Mm-hmm. And repeat offender, right? Yes. Because he, according to everyone else, used magic in the second book when it was his aunt. Well, no, when it was uh oh wait no Dobby. Oh yeah. Yes. Dobby, which I don't think he ever actually got cleared for. So everyone thinks he did it then. And then in, did he do it in the third one Prisoner as well? Azkaban, he, Prisoner of Azkaban. He exploded his aunt. Right. And then <laughs> um, in the yes, f- the aunt exploding was the, the big problem. Um, and in the fourth one, he didn't do that because he wasn't out in the muggle world during that time. Also, don't forget, uh, the second one, uh, he also did the car with Ron. Yeah. And uh, Prisoner, and then the fourth one, that doesn't happen, but... You know, they they think he put the dark mark up because they're psychos. Oh yeah. At first, uh, obviously that right. is proven. But whatever. Repeat offenders. Apparently, cor- they yeah. can also the like fly in in the world when yeah. everybody comes to like take one, him to the one ministry, thing that but... really yeah I think popped up like just my overall con- like question about the world is that it seems like the mi- the Ministry of Magic is very much like against we want to stay secret we can't let the Muggles know. Yep. Yet in this movie, and we later on when a bad thing happens at Azkaban, he's like, I've alerted the Muggle Prime Minister about what's going on. Well, so the leader of the Muggle world is aware of the magical world. Yeah, it's like Area 51. That's exactly what it's like. (laughs) That's the point, yes. But then also it's like, just I'm just thinking overall, like there's people like Hermione who they, you know, she, her parents are non-magical. Right. She's magical. So it's like they found out magic exists correct so it's like it's this weird like we got to keep a lid on it yet like we can't really because well, inherently people I mean, will because be magical. you're I'm sure if you have a magical child yes like but wouldn't you, you be find... like what the fuck does that mean i don't know what magic is because it's like it's been well you'll me. be introduced into it and if for whatever reason they're concerned about it they'll probably change their memories they have those charms that's oh, generally yeah, that what too? happens is they wipe yeah. people's memory oh. 
they have that so too. The they have everything. They're magic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, they did it in the second movie. Remember That's when right. they, what they said? The car flew and they were like, we had to wipe seven muggle memories because of this. Or... Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's that's what they do. Yeah, I know. It's just too I mean, easy. that's what no, but that's the point. Like, that's what makes magic fun is that it's not quite that limit. It's not like the force where you can kind of move things and you can manipulate certain things with the force. Maybe you can change people's minds, but it's it's the force isn't all powerful. Magic has very few limitations if you're skilled enough at it. You do have to learn how to do the things. You have to concoct things, put together spells or certain charms and potions. Yep. But ultimately, it is an all-powerful presence in many ways. Yeah. I'm just kind of... Because, like, a lot of the plot is revolved around Harry getting in trouble because he's basically shown magic to the muggle world. How actually, like, loose they are. But then they can just clean it up with, like, oh, let's wipe some memories. and Well, and and part of it is the fact that he's also a minor, too. So he's a non-licensed minor. Yeah. I mean, truthfully, if every student had like a handful of problems throughout their you know few years or first few years at hogwarts it would be insane for them to manage all of that like yep they have to keep a really tight like eye on that's why they let them go wild at hogwarts and it's just hogwarts there's other schools yep i was just gonna say that yeah Yeah. so it's it's a it's a worldwide epidemic john yeah this is serious Yeah. yeah uh so among the wizards that come to save a moody's there Mm hmm Tonks. Is that Nymphadora? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. She's a Hufflepuff. She's awesome. She is also in Game of Thrones. Yeah. She's the, the whatever, the, the weirdo. She, yeah. She's dead, right? Well, Spoilers, yeah. Yeah. Come on, dude. Yeah. She gets stabbed by uh, Theon. Yeah. Second spoiler. Um, <laughs> I Yeah. Uh, I wish I got to know more of her character. I think that's, again, it's like I think it felt like something that was probably much more in the book. Yes. She shows up more in the movies, but yeah, she's much But she's still a much book. larger yeah, yeah. Yeah. role yep. in the book, for sure. Yeah. And I, I unfortunately they just never have gotten the broom flying like special effects like to look like too amazing. Like like not that amazing cuz like now I'm like like when I watch it I'm like okay, it's on green screen. They got a wind machine. Oh, I thought that looks fine. It's a, it's a little too most of the broom effects are just a little too it's a little too computer. It looks generated. fine though. I don't know. It's not. It's uh That's you're, you're making it into a bigger issue. That is. It totally. It looks fine. It's not great. It's not amazing. But it looks fine. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's fine. It's it's serviceable. So here's one of the things that I love, and it's something I mention every time: is the beginning of the movies are where they introduce new types of magic, and they also show us places and things that we're going to need to see to be important. And this movie again is no different. We see lots of new kinds of magic again. And more importantly, we see a new place. They bring us to the ministry, which sets up the ministry for later. Also, we see a repeat location of the ministry from the last film, the courtroom, which we saw in Barty Crouch's in the flashback when he uh, sees the memory in yeah. the pansieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one was cool. The dark uh, courtroom with Judge Fudge. Yeah, they were. Yeah, <laughs> Judge Fudge. Hey, everybody, it's Judge Fudge. Judge Fudge. <laughs> uh, so before before he goes to the ministry, by the way, um, he goes back to the house, to Sirius's house. Yeah, to Sirius's house, and you meet Creature, yep. Sirius's slave. Yeah. <laughs> so in the books, the story of the house elves is much much bigger, and in this book particularly, and the next one, it's much larger. Hermione spends a great deal of time, sort of almost campaigning for the freedom of house elves. She doesn't believe that they should be used the way they are. And one of the things you learn is that you can't actually just make something from nothing necessarily with magic, but you can 
change things. So like, you know, all that food that appears when they're going to eat at Hogwarts, yeah. that food had to come from somewhere. And so the house elves are like preparing the food and things like that. And then there, it's being like teleported into mm-hmm. the main hall with the magic. But it didn't just come out of nowhere. Like there actually had to be chickens first to make the chicken, for instance. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like it's a big part of the story. None of that makes it into the movies at all, uh, which is why I'm bothering to tell you. But Creatures, again, sort of the other part of it. You should have told me that when I was ranting about the Weasleys and like about... All the whole, like, why do you need to buy anything? Or because you got magic. Yeah, Great. I was going to say, his, like, like magic asshole. restrictions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You can't necessarily just make something from nothing. You can. Now, again, you've seen them grow things with magic. So you could take, like, one thing and make it way bigger. So you could increase. But you can't produce atoms. It doesn't seem like it. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it. Well, because hey, dude, at the same time, matter is still matter. Yeah, you but know? at the same like, time, I don't want to break into science. It appears if you can increase magic. mass when they when they make, let's say they made a cucumber huge, right? Not something you and actually then they see them cut do. That shit up it wouldn't it. suddenly. It wouldn't be lighter. It wouldn't be so dense that it it would be. You'd be able to pick it up with one hand the same way you'd hold it with one hand when it was small. It would actually be like large. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you'll see more about cucumber enlargement. The next movie goes into a whole produce section. It's yeah. really crazy. Yeah, again to the social spoilers again. So. Just again. Sorry, I was just playing Overcooked too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to cut a lot of cucumbers in that game. Yeah. Um Okay, so sorry, we're talking about the in, house uh, elves. Yeah, with creature. Yeah, so at the house, we, we see Sirius, so we actually get to spend some time with Sirius, which is something John, you kept asking for. Gosh, I love, yeah. I mean, Harry's reaction so many times, like, they just, they do such a good job capturing, like, simple, happy moments. So the reveal of the building, and every time it's like, here's new magic in the beginning. Like, I love the beginning for new magic. Every time I see it, like, as a big fan, of course, like, I get happy when Harry is happy. I like, think, to me, this was the best Harry movie. In yes. terms of, like, yeah, totally. yeah. both yeah. Radcliffe's performance yep. and, like, his moments that mm-hmm. he has in the story. I think in the previous four movies, he's been in the little, like, one step behind everything. And yeah. he's usually just kind of reacting. And everyone else kind of takes center stage. And then I think Radcliffe, he's an, he's an all right actor. But, like, it's, I think this one is the one he, I think he really, I think, took the next level. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, in the role and i think it, it just give him a lot more nicer things to work with i, I think the next one he actually continues that thread yeah, yeah. Um, for sure and dumbledore takes a big step back in this one in yep. many ways yep yeah and, yeah <laughs> yes so um, <laughs> sorry the the other thing just while we're talking about harry but his moment when he sees Sirius also is like it's just such a sweet happy moment and i think at the table it's in the scene right where they start kind of introducing dumbledore's army idea and um and sirius is basically like just telling harry a little bit too much and the adults are kind of like getting nervous as he's revealing it it's just like a really sweet like um you know harry having that connection to a family member which i love this this is it's really true because something john's complained about is that harry a lot of his scenes where it feels like his acting was weak and he, he was supposed to be really emotional Mm-hmm. Like he was supposed to be sad or upset. He usually doesn't have anything to play off of. And if he does, the person's dead. Like he doesn't ever have another person. So now he finally gets to be like really emotional, but he's, it's like a happy emotion. Yep. And I feel like he, he lands it 
Like yeah. he definitely yeah, crushes really well. that. If if I had a list of like my favorite two second moments throughout the whole series, like when Sirius like slams on the table really quickly and like gets like proud of Harry. Yeah. Um, it's like the moments that he sees James in Harry that I I really love. So that's the first one. Yeah. I think in in this movie. I also love how so. Moody in the beginning of that scene. He like he's like Harry, you go in first. And then, like, they go in the hallway, and then he's like, Harry, move out of the fucking way. And, then, like, <laughs> and they all, like, move up past him. So it's like, yeah. if you're going to invite him in first, you have to, like, push him along. Like, <laughs> it's like, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. It's, like, weird to have the real Moody. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's also a little strange, because I'm like, I guess now, in between these stories, there was some interaction. Well, because he is, like, a part of their, their group, yeah. Mad-Eye. Yeah. yeah, but I'm assuming since, like, he got out of that chest at the last movie, he has talked to potter correct and that they've like okay it's like now you're the real one so let's or start he's been with lupin and tonks and sirius yeah so they've all been interacting with one another mm-hmm. there there's only one last thing that i think is of note here and that is i first of all obviously we get a tiny bit more of uh the weasley brothers yeah, inventions which was yeah. fun yeah but which is a great setup for later but the real thing is that the whole point and this is something i talked with you about dumbledore up until now and you kept saying like Dumbledore loves betting he loves playing fast and loose with Harry Dumbledore's had this really tough game with Harry of trying to preserve his innocence and allow him to have a real childhood and grow up like everyone else so that's been like the thread he's had to play but while also making sure he's prepared for everything that has to come and now it's like Harry I know I know he's only you know going into his fifth year here at Hogwarts so he's only 15 years old but quite frankly he's old enough for them to start treating him like an adult after everything that's happened and it's interesting that Sirius is the only one that can see that yeah which thankfully he does because if Harry had zero guidance it's like I mean he needs it in this movie more than any other one yeah Yeah. which I mean I guess he could have died in the last one I think this was (laughs) numerous times but like this is like okay we're all I mean all of the adults believe that Voldemort's actually coming back so I don't really understand why they aren't now. giving like him here. proper support. It's right. like everybody knows if that he, he's going to come after Harry. This is the one where they should have yeah. lifted the veil. Like yep. everyone, Dumbledore, Sirius, everyone should have lifted the veil and been like, you're in on this with us now. You're not just like a piece of the puzzle like you are yeah, and also mm-hmm. like, in on know, the big picture. I think picture. 15 is old enough you can be like thrown into the fire. Oh, once you have been, once you have seen this world's Hitler come back to life... Uh, fought yeah. with him and had someone yeah. die like in your hands basically yeah you're probably you're right. probably old enough yeah he's i mean all yeah. three harry ron and hermione have all had to like perform outside of expectation for their age so. yeah uh just a quick thing with the yeah. the uh the weasley mom oh. uh she makes a, a dick joke in this scene in this movie what we're basically because she like uh the fred and george appear they kind of ghostly they spook her and she's like she goes, oh, just because you're allowed to use magic now doesn't mean you have to whip your wand out for everything. Oh, that's right. She does say that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, does. yeah, she does. That's pretty funny. I know. I lo- I, that's why I like the, I like the mom. Yeah. Which they set up for later. So they've taken their owls in their previous years. They're a year older. So that they're licensed now. Because there's the owls and then there's another sort of test. But after you get your owls, you're cleared. You're licensed. But it's like. The next phase is when you're going on to almost like higher education at Hogwarts. I see. Um, so now the next scene is when they actually go to the ministry. Yeah, which I really, I love getting to see the... Mr. Weasley. I love him. Yeah, he's amazing. 
He's I mean, so he's so great. Yeah. You would think though he would know how like train like ticket things work though. No, he does. But at the same time, I mean, to an extent, none of them understand any shit about Muggle about the Muggle world is part of the thing. Yeah. But uh, the thing that I love about him is as he's going through mm-hmm. the Muggle world so they could get to their secret portals and stuff, he's just like he's like, Oh, I love this Muggle technology. Yeah. He's like, huh. he's like <laughs> I mean, I'll say sometimes I have issues going through those stupid things. <laughs> like, and you know, I've been unfortunately living in the muggle world my whole life, hoping to actually um, get my letter any day now. But um, I, I still have I have some problems with turnstiles, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah. So. He calls the muggles genius. He goes, genius these yes. muggles are. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Great. Um, and yeah, the- I, I love how the ministry looks, too. It's like a lot of color. It's so colorful. The music, like everything is so grand about it's it. Like, like it's interesting to say yeah. color because it is like all black tile. It reminded me of like a like a trendy bathroom. But it's reflective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's it's almost like, like a, a green rainbow. And black. Yeah, yeah. A lot of the yeah. But there's um there's lots of trims it of has, color. It has a very there's like a lot of trim. dark uh emerald city kind of yes. look yep. to it. Yeah. There's golds, there's emeralds, there's blacks, there's purples. But it, and it, lots of sparkles like they still yeah. you know as they're the, it's the all like kind of dances around the room right? a bit yes so it's like mm-hmm. a, almost like a yeah. kind of subway type of but that's the thing that's why there it feels like there's a lot of color because a, a lot of the tiles and everything are really reflective so they give you almost like a rainbow lumin like luminescence like the black tile looks actually almost like it's a deep violet it's like a very dark purple because when the light hits it and you have the yellow lights like the fire and stuff on the walls reflecting off of everything it's lit really well yeah. it looks very dramatic and very colorful and also everyone's clothing there is very colorful yeah like although it's very dark everyone has like bursts of color very deep bold it, it just looked incredible it looks great mm-hmm. yeah and then the Wizard Inquisition happens. Yeah, uh, and Harry is being set up. Yes, he is being set up. I love how so like Judge Fudge in this whole uh, movie. <laughs> Sorry, he's a very he, to me. He, <laughs> <laughs> Judge Fudge. He's a minister of magic. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, he's basically the president. Yes, but he has a very. That's Mister Judge Fudge. To, to you. me, it seemed like overall his motivation in this movie is very thin because they they. Basic, unlike Judge Fudge. Unlike Judge Fudge. But uh, because they, they keep telling him, like, oh, he's becoming more paranoid about things. He does not believe that Voldemort has come back. And that's basically the whole crux of the movie is that com- you got to convince Fudge. You got to convince Fudge that Voldemort has returned. And then right. Like, so that he can direct the ministry. He'd magic. rather anything but believe that Voldemort is back. Meaning he'd rather put Correct. innocent people behind bars to silence Correct. Because he, he believes that if he silences the truth, it won't be true. But if, like... The he, truth isn't he, always truth. Yes. Truth isn't always truth. He questions Harry Potter like he's Brendan Dassey. Yes. He's, like, <laughs> trying to, like, basically get the answer he wants. Yeah, because even then, like, um, he's like, oh, there are no witnesses. That's yep. just a story you can never yep. really say. Like, it, he seems so... Like, well, I guess my problem is, is I guess, and this is kind of spoiling the end of the movie... It's like he's so adamant about like selling this narrative that Voldemort has not returned and like I got to keep a lid on this that he sees half a second of Voldemort at the end of the movie and he's like he's back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know it's like yep. he flips yep. like yeah. nothing. You'd be like instantly. Yeah, which you you would think that maybe he had some sort of motive to believing why Voldemort hadn't come back, but it seems like oh he's just an idiot because he doesn't want to be the one ruling where the dark lord returns. Yeah, but I- 
wouldn't I, either. I, I feel like if the most respected and most powerful wizard Dumbledore. But it's like modern. I mean, that's mm-hmm. so that's the thing. This story, and I, I'm going to just we'll bring this up right now so that we could not talk about it for the rest of the movie. This movie is a cautionary tale about the rise of fascism. And it was almost meant to relate to the message of the rise of fascism in Europe during World War II with Hitler to yeah. modern day children. It was to send them that same message about how to recognize it and how to fight against it. That's literally like what the message of this story is in so many ways. Yeah. And and fudge is and never... that's what's happening today in yeah. the real world. And it's very it's very similar. So if there is any Harry Potter movie that exists today that is relevant, it's this movie. Yep. For that reason. It has the most relevant message to today. Okay. And so And Harry is Cohen? <laughs> No, Harry is, Harry is the people that are saying, like, hey, like, we have outside agents influencing. We have the rise of, like, white supremacy. We have the rise of fascism. And then you have people saying, like, that's fake news. It's not real because they don't want to believe it. No, no. Yeah, definitely. Fudge is, is Neville Chamberlain in the sense that, like, he did not want to believe that Hitler was going to try to take back, you know, and, like, basically right. expand territory. And so he was like, like I'm going to placate But then Germany. he ends up empowering people Correct. that are siding— with Hitler. Yeah. Because they are willing to, or, or you know, Voldemort, uh, go Hitler, along Hitler with him. Right. Uh, that being said, luckily for Harry, uh, Dumbledore, a.k.a. Brian Dumbledore. Oh, yeah, what? Like, yeah, I wrote, I wrote that. six no- names before Brian, I think. I wrote, I wrote <laughs> down Brian Dumbledore in my notes, and I, I forgot why. And then I realized, oh, yeah, it's because he named, he, like, just rolls off all those names. Is that a, like, that was obviously, like, a. Like a book joke. Albus kind of. Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. <laughs> Brian. Brian. Yeah, I like Brian. Which I don't know. Is Dumbledore, is he a, a pure blood magic? I'm assuming so, right? If he's like um, one of the most powerful. I mean, that doesn't, yeah, I that doesn't so. actually matter. Uh, I like to buy into that mindset. <laughs> well, no. not in Hermione's case. Um, okay, so yeah, basically, they uh, Harry gets bailed out when Mrs. Fig gets called in. Um, just sorry, I just wanted to double check oh. on something here. So, like, and this was something we mentioned before, um, about pure bloods or mug or muggles or mud bloods. Uh, so it doesn't, you don't actually have to be like a pure blood to be the most powerful, uh, because Voldemort is a mud blood, even though he hates, yeah, anyone that's not pure blood magic which yeah. is so hypocritical because his father the person he hated at the mansion that he lived at riddle which is why he didn't want to use the last name riddle yeah is a muggle his yeah. father was a muggle so uh and dumbledore is a half-blood wizard as well i see yeah. that, so screw that's you why malfoy the, uh, also title yeah. the half-blood prince the next uh book. we will find out the next actually i gotta say the next one is my favorite book so it might end up being my favorite movie I love the next book so much, but let's let's continue on this one. Okay, so okay, good basically, idea. Mrs. Fig, uh, you know, tells oh, corroborating evidence. Kindly old woman. Yeah. Yeah, and um, we'll talk about it later. But I think let's just we're introduced to Dolores Umbridge in this scene as well mm-hmm. um, because she wants to. <laughs> oh my Was god! Don't do that! <laughs> Don't you yep. ever do that? Do it! Do it! Do it! Do whatever you're gonna do. <laughs> Oh, yeah. She no. just like chimes in Hello. and like you immediately want to punch her. And you see this stupid like pink that. like like popping around the collar because yeah. like she can't help she's herself. 
Dolores um, Umbridge, the Mike Pence yep. of Hogwarts. No, the yep. Sarah Huckabee Sanders of Hogwarts. That's what I was saying. Yeah. No, I think more Mike Pence. <laughs> no, 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 no. She is Sarah Huckabee's. She is all uh, <laughs> like coming in and projecting the authority and the yeah. mess. She's she's projecting the message of fudge. Yep. She is um. the worst, most dis- <sighs> Okay. I so- think she is the greatest villain in the Harry Potter universe. Okay, and also the most annoying, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and she's a cat lady, too. You let me like that. <laughs> so Dumbledore... Actually, we'll get to that. <laughs> Dumbledore helps to get all charges dropped, and basically runs away yep. at the end. Yeah, it doesn't even talk to completely. his client. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just walks out the door, basta. <laughs> Hashtag basta. Uh, they, they cut to... They start using the newspapers in this as transitions. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. how in every movie they find new ways to do different like time transitions and things. And this one, it's yeah. the newspapers, which we saw the newspapers again in the last movie. They became a big sort of theme since the last one. Um, but since the Prisoner of Azkaban with the, right, yeah, two two movies ago. So they have they have the headline Harry Plotter, and it's <laughs> Harry and Dumbledore plotting. It's like the New York Daily News is yeah. like the Daily Prophet. Yeah. They're just like, oh, some like funny gimmicky headlines. Yep. For everything. Um so in the the train station's next when they're seeing Harry off. Um and Sirius sneaks he takes his like wolf form or dog form. Uh <laughs> funny moment, right? Like before a really nice moment when he is sitting down with Harry and shows him like the photo. It's he he leads Harry into this room and then it's implied that like Harry sees him naked. Because then, like, he, because he's, he's nude when he changes out of his wolf form and he's like putting on his like robe as he's like walking <laughs> over. And like, Harry's reaction to it at first is like, he's just kind of like, Ugh. and then he's like, okay, then it's a nice moment. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was used to fun. It. Um, yeah, I think that's when Sirius gives him the cute little, like, you're the new generation speech. Yeah. For the first time. Which, yeah. And also, here's where they also introduce the, the long bottoms as well. Yeah, you never you kind of only hinted about like what happened to them, and he mm-hmm. kind of explains like they were tortured and killed. Yeah, and he, so he says they were tortured and killed by his cousin. Yes, and Which was, we heard in the last one, Barty Crouch Jr. had done it. Yeah, so in the books, it's mentioned that they do it together. So he did it along with his partner in crime at the Carter. time. Yeah, yep. So they did that together. She's a great actress in this. So good. It's like, this feels yeah. like the part she was born to play yeah. to me. She's amazing. Yeah. It's a little like, I wish we got more uh, like time because it's like, it, there's, she's so short in it. Yeah. But that, she's not gone. Yep. She'll be back. Yeah. 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 She, yeah she's, you'll get more. She, you would get actually a lot more of her character. Yeah. So that's good. She's one of the few people you actually get, get to spend some, some real time with. Um, then we get to see the Thestrals. So like, I only think there's like two really interesting points here. Yeah. So these are, we've seen characters and things move themselves before in the stories. We didn't, and it's just part of the magic. Turns out there actually have been horses there the whole time, but you can't see them unless you've seen someone die. Okay. So I have a question about this. You can't see them, but can you touch them? Yeah. I would so has so. no one like ever like accidentally ran into a Thestral? Probably wouldn't want to get in front of a moving vehicle. I just feel like if you're trying to like, if you can walk behind the carriage. My guess is other than children, everyone probably knows they're there. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny later in the the movie when they're riding them too. I'm like, what is it like for the people who can't they, see them? I wrote the note just down. Like I was like, hugging air. I wanted to see reaction shots <laughs> yeah, of Ron yeah. and Hermione being like, oh like, shit, am I oh. on it? Like yeah. trying well, to figure the out only, how to get. Like, they're the only two that can't see them. It's right. just Ron and Hermione. Yeah, 
And so that was like I was I really wanted like a comedic action yeah. sh- like reaction on that. That's well, there is Maybe a it's little on the bit. director's cut. And that's like, again like, another like thirty <laughs> seconds you could add to that scene of like flying to London, which you know you you've already shaved this movie down to almost two hours. Yeah, you could add you could add some more beats there. There's a little bit of a comedic shot at the beginning here, and also we met. The person I've been hinting at for a long time, my favorite Ravenclaw, one of my favorite oh, characters. In the whole I agree, series. she's now my favorite. Yes, she's so good. Yeah, we, I like you, hey. we're big fans uh-huh. of Luna. She is featured much more prominently in the book. She'll be in the movies more though after this. Um, I'm going to do the rest of the show in this voice. <laughs> it's a shame she doesn't. Hello, Harry. She doesn't come into the story sooner in the movies. That she they wait till the fifth movie. Yeah, her. is she earlier in the books? I'm I'm fairly certain. Okay. Yes, because yes. especially because her. Dad runs the Squibbler, and so I think she's actually a part of the whole fake news story with the Daily Prophet in the last movie. Yeah, is that when she first comes? I think I don't so. Remember. I mean, she—it's definitely earlier yeah, in the series. It's she's introduced. In the series. Yeah, yep. yeah. Especially because, like, in the third movie, we meet the divination teacher too. Mm-hmm. So I'm pre- pretty sure we've met with Luna earlier, just not in the movies. Uh, that being said, at least they casted a great, like, they did a great job. The, yeah, the girl like, who plays Luna is crushing it she crushes it like a girl that's not all like there which is like what she's supposed to do yeah um and when you see in that scene by the way neville is like really freaked out on the carriage <laughs> he's and just holding that plant yeah like, <laughs> just staring and uh. he doesn't say anything about them but he can see them as well because neville uh. saw his grandpa so it's not in the movies but Gra- neville saw his grandpa die and she saw her mother yeah die she explains to yeah. her yeah yeah about that um yeah, so then... The ha- I love Luna. Yeah, no, she's good. I, I like to... If only they also had, like, a side character in the movies that was a Hufflepuff that was really good. Because then, yeah. then you would have had, like, the Hufflepuff and... Because Luna's, I think, at, at this point and then on, almost as main of a character as all the other like, yes. kids. Yep. Like, yeah. same thing with now Neville, clearly. Yeah. So it's like, oh, if only we also had, like, a Hufflepuff in that group. But I agree. Cedric died for the cause already, so... Yeah. yeah. I think that counts. Yeah. <laughs> um and so we get basically another welcome back to hogwarts mm-hmm. scene uh um yes umbridge is uh oh god that's made so the close defense of dark arts teacher which again follows the same tradition of something bad is going to happen to that position yeah that position no can never get filled who teaches the dark arts should wear an all pink outfit it's like well, they're, they're trying I, to change it up you know i don't know they had the, it makes me so mad they she have... fucking interrupts Dumbledore. Yeah. Yes, with her whole like progress for the sake of progress should be discouraged. It's like, what are you? She literally saying? her Again, entire that, that's speech. What, that's what she, she's the Mike Pence of oh, Hogwarts. Her entire <laughs> speech is about, about conservatism. Yeah, and she's talking like this the whole time, and everyone's. Oh. I lost track somewhere, and I yeah. So yeah. she annoys me. You know, Hermione hates her so much. Hermione, every single person in the room. Yeah. 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 But um, this is Hermione wants to be at school more than everyone else. Everyone wants to be at school so they could like do magic and hang out. Hermione wants to learn. Yeah. What like, happened to you? Who kidnapped the real Hermione Granger? <laughs> uh, worst line of the movie, but um, uh, there's a scene where Seamus is drunk again and he like gets mad at Harry Potter. <laughs> he's drunk. Yeah, and then Harry like throws <laughs> a, your drunk. mom out to sh- <laughs> like. Yeah, he's like yeah. So what he has like the opening scene, he's like, "Oh, your mom's stuff really hurts. Like, I'm gonna start using that now as fuel." And then he throws it out to Seamus. It's like, like, whoa, dude. Okay, like I get you're emotional, but where did this come from? 
Yeah. No, he learned he learned from the best. He learned yeah. from Dudley. Yeah. The best. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah. So I I mean this is another he one beat of a those bully by like, being a bully. What don't uh, like I don't understand how there aren't more people who believe in Harry at this point. Like as long as they've known Harry. Yeah, and, they, like, and I understand they needed like a voice of the doubters amongst the children. Yep. To kind of of course, that. but it seems sure. like everybody is doubtful. Um. Yeah. Him, who's the other kid that's with Seamus all the time? Oh, uh, what's that kid's name? Little Fro kid. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But I know uh, you're talking about. But he's always just yeah, like she. Like he's just yeah. kind of like looking. Yeah. Just like I don't know. <laughs> always doubtful at Harry. So after that, we learned about the owls. But Ron stands by him, which yes. I love. Um, after we learn about the owls, which is the, like we said, the getting licenses, uh, she goes in on like, we're not going to actually do magic practical. We're just going to learn about how things work, but we're not actually going to do anything here. And Harry's like, well, we need to because of Voldemort and she loses her shit. She goes on a long speech about how that's fake news. Uh, I wanted to strangle her at this point. Um, I find myself actually enjoying her performance and like oh, her character yeah and, like, i mm-hmm. do but only but at the same time is she makes she Here, makes me so angry but that's, why, that's what they want that's yeah. what they want so it's good but also here's why i really like it is because through the previous four movies it's all been about like things aren't what they seem and you know it's more of like harry has to kind of find out it's like more mystery this is like the first character that's like fuck you i'm in my i'm in the way right. you gotta deal with me like, I, there's no mystery behind me. I'm just a blunt force object, like, well, dealing with you. You know, yeah. you get what I'm saying? Like, at the same time, though, there is a little bit of that because everything she's doing right now, right, is teaching these kids, is keeping these kids from learning, which makes them weaker, which keeps them from being a threat against Voldemort. Yeah. So at the same time, there actually is a hidden agenda, which is to keep these kids Correct. from being able to fight back against Voldemort. Correct. But I'm, what I'm saying is that, like, previous movie. It was Barty Crouch impersonating Moody. Right. Before that, it was, you know, like, serious. You thought actually he was a threat. do know who the enemy is from the get-go. Yeah. Right now. And, yes. like, and he's like, and they're butting heads right away. Correct. Whereas, like, you know, and then it's, you know, Tom Riddle, movement, you know, messing around with things. Uh-huh. And then Quirrell messing around with things. Like, so, like, it doesn't. You know, every movie previously, like the big confrontation doesn't really happen until the end. This is the, the confrontations right away. Yep. And that's what I think makes it great. So that's why I actually really liked her character mm-hmm. and what her purpose in the story is. Because I think it works. I know. I, but it, I know it bugs the shit out of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is a nice contrast too to have yeah. a different character. I just wrote like a note. Dolores is a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> so this is also where I'm like somewhat against the idea of like how fast magic moves it's like how did she put those damn plates up so fast she has about 800 cat plates everywhere again Again, magic magic. yes got it Uh, (laughs) oh yeah no i got it i guess i'm just annoyed in this case the magic is so quick because i could have done with less i'm sorry this is something i have to say now to you that i've had to say to john we don't know how long it's been Oh, I know. She got this. And you're position. looking not... at it with muggle eyes. This could be months of work being done here that you're unaware of, and so oh, just yeah, because I know we've I'm... seen it over the course of a couple of minutes doesn't yeah. mean that there wasn't the proper amount of time for this to take place. Plus, you know that bitch has some slave house elves. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, the reason why I wrote scumbag is because he, uh, he, she basically mutilates him. Right. With, with the, yeah. With the pen. She does do that. <laughs> I wrote the note. Harry isn't truly special because he isn't left-handed. <laughs> if he was truly special, he'd be left-handed. Um, I don't like the pink. 
but I do love those cat plates. <laughs> I love it. I love later, like the last one of the last scenes where they go up in that her office, and one of the cats is like, "Oh, oh I'm out of here," and he like goes in his little cat door in the plate, and I just thought that was really kind of a cute. Yeah, yeah of all the cats, that's your favorite one. Well, it's just of the one that he sees him come in. He's like, "I'm not gonna deal with this. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting out of here." Yeah, cat plates are dope. Um, then it's like a lot of montages, which is yep. we yeah. see the Weasleys doing black market shit because she's like, "No more Weasley products," and so they're making all this stuff passing around the school. Um, There's a, a moment right after like where Harry gets this thing carved in. And, like, Ron and Hermione are kind of comforting him. Oh, man. Dude, it's so fucked up. Like, Ron brings up his dead parents. Yeah. Like, for no reason. Like, like kid, he knows. They're dead. <laughs> but this is this is really fucked up. I'm a, I'm a huge Ron fan. Yeah. Like, I absolutely love the character. But, gosh, am I thankful Hermione's around as, like, the one stable person in this yeah. trio. Like, the two of them are just, like, swapping in terms of oh, who gets to be the emotional one now. You know, I think yeah. I, I even get the note right. It's because when Harry shows them, it's like, if your mother knew what she did to you, it's like, right. yeah, yeah. like, come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, what's interesting about that is my first instinct there is go tell Dumbledore, yeah, right? Yeah. Or McGonagall, go tell them, let them know, because they would not let that shit fly. Yeah, no way in hell. Well, McGonagall does find out, basically, right? Which which we end up seeing. Yeah. So uh, then you, Harry goes and talks to Luna Lovegood. In yeah, the and forest. the Thestral, more Thestral explanation. Well, and then and she talks about Nargles because her shoes are missing. Yeah, <laughs> which is when we get the first clue that maybe she's like a little crazy. Yeah, maybe Luna's a little crazy. But doesn't not all by the end it. of the movie Harry kind of invest in that. Theory. A little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he says something about the Nargles, uh, or he does something like or that, or it's just like a fun explanation. It's like yeah. it's a great way to just dismiss a question, too, you know? Yeah. But what's what's nice about this is she tells him like, "Oh, my father, he runs like the squ- he runs the Squibbler, and we believe you. We believe Voldemort's coming back, and you know, just because the Daily Prophet and the Ministry are against you doesn't mean everyone is." So that was like a really nice, touching moment, and it immediately brings her into the story and makes her a major character. Yeah. Although it makes it interesting the fact that there's a love story later with Cho because I'd be if I were Harry, I'd be like, oh, this girl is like the my, nicest my, one here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cho is such not a character in this movie. Yeah. But um, but before we get into that, there's a great cut between when Luna Lovegood throws the piece of meat to the Thestral and it's eating and it cuts to Ron eating a piece of meat or whatever <laughs> thing. I was like, I'm like, oh, that's a great cut right there. Yeah. <laughs> Beast. Uh, also, one other person that's not in this that is way more in the story, Ginny Weasley. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely start. They set up the love triangle there. Yeah, Ginny, Ginny is much more prominent in all of the books than she is in any of the movies. Yeah. And becomes way more prominent. It's crazy how little she is in this movie because in the book, she's much bigger. Mm-hmm. Well, you think she should be in more because they, they have a couple of reaction shots of her when she sees Harry and Cho, you know? Yeah, um, that I was like, oh, they're gonna. This is setting up something. Well, I mean, the first time we met her, like actually like, <gasps> met her, yeah, you know, like, Harry Potter when she wasn't just walking <laughs> by nine and three quarters. Um, it was that scene. So she's always been somewhat infatuated with him. Um, so Sarah Sanders and uh, Fudge <laughs> Trump are hanging out. Um, she's just going around. 
and fucking with everything. Her executive orders. Yeah, she's. she's yeah, I wrote squashing fun montage. Yeah, <laughs> like which she, is just yeah. basically all. And she's I, doing. I love the Filch stuff. Yeah, like, Filch is great in this movie. Yeah, with him and like the ladder and just hanging up all the stuff. That ladder gets yeah. so high by the end. I love his thing where he like. He, he's got the ladder over his shoulder and he turns around to go look and they all have to duck and then he turns back around <laughs> to admire his like work. It's great. Um, she does some like, she's just like cruel to everyone. She's cruel to uh, Hagrid. She's cruel to, um, oh my goodness, what's the name of the teacher? She's cruel uh, to Snape. Wait, the one that well, she gets fired? No, not, it was Trelawney and Snape. With she's Trelawney. cruel to uh, the the music teacher. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She does she the, the hype him. thing. Yeah, yeah. Like him. why? <laughs> that's just cruel. That is uh, also that's like against probably some disabilities yeah. act right there. Yeah. Now being that being said, when she's mean to Snape, that was the first time I was yeah. like, okay, this is funny because yeah. she she's just like she's like, oh, you were up oh, for the position. Oh, and Snape's reaction to it. He's like, also, she's yes. like, yeah, yeah. And, and then like, he smacks wrong. That's great. <laughs> that, that, that was a great little montage scene right there. I I thoroughly enjoyed that moment um quite a bit so yeah th- then there's like the sad moment with trelawney oh my god because yeah. she gets canned and like a, a well that's public shame she gets canned way. later that's later at the end of the mo- yeah no uh, i, I thought the, it was in that it's basically in the montage and then yeah. at the end of the oh, montage yeah. we're getting yeah. canned it is it is yeah. and again um, dumbledore just sort of runs away from harry yeah, he does. Like, so, yeah. like, basically, Dumbledore saves Trelawney. He's like, you can yeah. fire her, but she can still stay on campus. And then, like, Trelawney's like, oh, thank you, Dumbledore. And he does, like, the most cold-ass, like, hand gesture to her. Like, he's like, like, not now. I'm, like, focused on Umbridge. Like, he kind of, like, kind of gives her, like, mm, now get away. Yeah. <laughs> and this is after, bit. this is after, keep in mind, McGonagall found out about oh, yeah. what was happening in McGonagall and Umbridge had that showdown where I really liked how one of them would say something and then go up a step <laughs> and then the other person would yep. say something and go up another step. But then she was just like, so if you're questioning me, you're questioning the ministry. And this is really where it became some SS shit yep. and some uh, current administration shit where it's like, oh, I'm sorry, if you're messaging me and, and, and I am talking for the president, then you're questioning like the authority of that. You know, it's like McGonagall basically just had to step down which seeing mcgonagall be dethroned like that like mcgonagall i look we all know dumbledore's super powerful mcgonagall i also think will wreck someone i I don't think you love her there's a couple of more like great moments with mcgonagall later but i like these scenes like sort of hint to like i think she's like like a little feistiness Yeah, she's well, the secret number th- two to Dumbledore. Uh-huh. Except, except a lot of the scenes we see with her, like in private with Dumbledore and other things, she's very almost like overly worried about stuff, and she doesn't necessarily come off as like. Well, she doesn't seem to like the way Dumbledore goes about things, but like does in a way like, oh, well, do you, maybe if we we uh, like well, kind of like it's, it's going to yeah. be his say, so it's like, uh maybe I'm just remembering more from the books. In the books, she definitely okay. is is made. It's made to be aware that she's very powerful. You don't screw with yeah. McGonagall. No yeah. way. Nope. I wouldn't. She'll turn you into a <laughs> cup. She'll turn you into a cup, John. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then this is where Harry starts getting the idea of we need to basically start training ourselves. Uh, they all go to the Shrieking Shack at first, right? In Hogsmeade. And it looks like a scene well, they out go of to Hogsmeade, not the Shrieking Shack. I thought they oh well they go to someplace in Hogsmeade. I thought they they mentioned about the Shrieking Shack, but they, I guess they never go there. I think maybe that was yeah like, that was like a possible training yeah. place yeah. they yeah. were going to do. Yeah, maybe and they uh, the the scene where they basically gather the first group of kids 
it's like the scene out of the Night's Watch in Castle Black, basically. <laughs> it looks like that same yeah, room. Yeah, <laughs> it totally does. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there you decide to form Dumbledore's army. And I thought it was a good Harry scene. You know, him like telling about like, you don't believe me or not. Like these things happen. And, you know, when shit hits the fan, it's, you know, it's scary. But you got to, you know, I got lucky last time. And it's like, we can't, we can't rely on that. So, um so they go to the room of requirement. The the yeah. We were discussing last episode about how all these kids in their dorm rooms, they're open, there's not a lot of privacy in Hogwarts. The room of requirement seems like it'd be a it fills a need of privacy. Well, I I mean that's a problem for everyone except for Harry. Because he has the cloak. <laughs> <laughs> We also did bring that up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. That Got to the same place. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they find the room, and what do they say? But I just love it's how, like, like Hogwarts it, wants us to fight back, yeah. right? And then, but it's like if if it feels a desire, like you need if you need it for a reason. Yep. You know, just which saying. is cool. Just saying. Uh, <laughs> but I like the room. Room requirement was cool. Um, all the Filch stuff is really fun with him trying to figure it out. Yeah. Find it. Room requirement is great because I enjoy the way that Harry teaches in there. And this is after Me too. like everyone convinces Harry to teach. And it's so funny to think Harry's going to teach because, like, hey, guys, uh, Hermione? Yeah. Hermione, anyone? Or is there an older student maybe that could teach as well? Like, you know, Fred and yeah. George. Right. But I guess the idea is that Harry's the only one that's used a lot of these defense spells. And, he's like and then, of course, he's the faced him already. Yeah. And he's like, also the main character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Yeah, um, he gives um it's like I I don't know where some of the sneaky leadership came from Harry, but like some of his speeches, like he gives like a working hard is important yeah. speech that I really well, like. I, th- so the thing that I was going to say about that is he's basically just emulating all of his his idols and mentors. Yep. So his teaching technique he stole straight from Lupin. He has everyone yes. line up and they face whatever the thing is going to be in the spell. And it's it's exactly the same shot, too. The angle is the same. They use the same two cuts as when Lupin had them go against the Boggart. But instead, this time, they were doing first Stupefy, and then they were doing, like, Patronus spells. Against that yeah, like, statue thing. Exactly. So it was very cool the way they had him do that. And so I think for his speeches, I think that comes from Dumbledore. I think he's emulating mm. Dumbledore when he's doing those speeches because he's had four years now of watching Dumbledore give these personal one-on-one talks to him about like what it means to be a wizard as and a friend, and now he and then also like the end of year speeches, and now he's like sort of emulating that. He's doing the best Dumbledore impression I think he can do. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, he says something along the lines of like everybody starts at some point knowing what we know now and i i think as a kid growing up and reading these books like there there's something that they can really relate to in in this particular saying like we you know we have these heroes in our lives that we you know think up think highly about and like we can be those people one day we just have to work towards it they were Mm -hmm. once us in this position and so yeah i like that that's good um during all of this by the way he He's teaching it, and again, we're not seeing anything from Dumbledore. I feel like this was two, for two reasons. We saw in the last movie, Dumbledore's finally starting to feel like he doesn't know everything that's going on. Whereas in all the other ones, he's like taking, he's like, hmm, three turns ought to do it. You'll be just fine. Yeah. And then now in the last movie, he's like, 
Harry, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I need to look, <laughs> look, look for more. Look for Harry, more you got to get me out of here. And now in this one, he's like just avoiding Harry because if Harry comes to him to ask him a question, he's going to be like, I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> so he's clearly like a man that realizes like the end is coming for everyone and he doesn't know what the plan is. So he's like, I need to let this kid try to figure this shit out on his own because I need to focus on what we need to do because I don't know what the answer is right now. And I think he also knows that if he tries to involve Harry in any way, he's going to screw Harry over. So he's trying to like keep Harry out of trouble. Also, I think he I think he realizes that Harry in some ways is actually dangerous to him. Right. They're so, they're danger to each other. Yeah. In the sense that like he's trying to rally the order right. of the Phoenix and get the you know, and but he doesn't want Voldemort to know that. And he doesn't know how to like defeat Voldemort. Like he doesn't know where he is, he doesn't know who is coming together. Whereas yes. with involving Harry in any way right now is just bad for everyone. But yeah. it's great for Harry to be left out because it's forcing Harry to grow up. Yeah. Yep. But this is so like so basically this whole thing about he's starting to have a shared mental connection with Voldemort and like these things are happening leads to the, I think my favorite scenes of the movie is which uh, Dumbledore orders Harry to uh, start training with Snape mm-hmm. on the whole on mentally. These are I think some of my favorite stuff in the in the whole series. Well, yeah. So. Far. so- he has that vision. So he yeah. has a vision of Arthur Weasley oh, being attacked. Arthur. I know. Being, Which, a, being attacked by a cameraman. <sighs> I, believe, <laughs> yes. I believe, and I can't remember, I, I believe uh, that at one point she was considering having him actually die, but decided yeah. not to. I thought, like, I see, I, I, I thought he was going to die. I was right. like, oh, that'd be actually a good t- sort of character moment to inject in this and like now all the kids have like a reason to but then again they wouldn't be so happy you go lucky afterwards well and then so then you see dumbledore tell his paintings to go to go like tell someone to tell a thing yeah how fuck where do they go i don't know maybe to go tell all the cats on the plates it's like a wreck it ralph situation they're like there's a gathering place of painting people well because in dumbledore's office too are all the old headmasters so is that actually them like instead of becoming a ghost spirit you just go into a painting and then you're alive still forever as like a painting yeah it's or... like force ghosts i want to know how it works but it's sweet it's so <laughs> could i just like bounce around from painting to painting I'm wherever sure i want to go uh well that happened in the uh third movie with the the fat lady yeah singing. she yeah. went to another painting yeah to hide. Like, could i go like into painting like friends they just go, go to their painting neighbors to like uh the louvre possibly oh nice yeah that's a vacation destination yeah for sure yeah it's a wild parties there at night after it closes um, so it turns out harry again was seeing things from the perspective of Voldemort. and in this scene it wasn't just Voldemort; it was nagini the snake no oh, snake okay. which is what he saw the last i remember he was seeing through nagini so it's that setup that they gave us in the last movie continued which makes perfect sense because they never explained what was happening just for for no reason harry was able to see through nagini's eyes and see voldemort and we didn't know why and now we find out in this movie that they're somehow connected which is something that was we were told in the first movie that there's a piece of voldemort that was like left an imprint on harry which is why voldemort couldn't harm him so that connection is still alive through him and nagini so Harry was literally like in his head along for the ride. It's like he was biting Arthur. And he was so scared too. He's just like sweaty. And poor Ron, that must have been like the longest walk ever. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, wait, you yeah. saw what? Like, um, and he's like running down the hallway. Like the suspense of that whole scene is really good. And yes, to your point, I, I love Snape training. 
Yeah, it just like visually too. I just like mm-hmm. his office. Yeah. Um, Legimency. Yeah. Prepare your mind, Potter. <laughs> he, well, he says, <laughs> that was good. He, no, he says, I'm going to penetrate your mind. Yeah, I'm going Read to it. penetrate your mind. Control Potter. it. Unhinge it. <laughs> Ticked. And uh, so this is the scene where <laughs> Harry gets penetrated by Snape. <laughs> Thank Mentally. you. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we we can talk about the the big the big reveal of that scene. Do you want to talk about it? like basically? I guess we can get. Can, there's multiple scenes with that with Snape and Harry. Um, and then in one scene, Harry kind of fights back a little bit. And well, gets, he just Snape's being a, a cruel dick to him up during it. Yes. Which I get. He's being like, dude, you got to toughen up and get through this. But instead, he's like, you're as weak as your father. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> and then Harry's just Harry, like, Harry's like, shit. fuck you. How do you like it? And then does it back to him. Because Where? every so time good. he experiences this, he experiences like the worst things. Yeah. And it's terrible. And Snape's like, you're so terrible. He's oh, like, yeah. oh, you mean the worst things as in uh, uh, when he kisses Cho? Oh, you know? my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I love that. How was it? Wet. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Um. Yeah, we didn't mistletoe. talk about that kiss. Uh, it was mistletoe. okay. So the most awkward kiss I have ever seen on screen. I think it's because it's they don't really set up their characters other than like they like each other, but you don't really. They never really talk at all. They do sometimes. She talks like this. She's like Harry. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't. I'm really. I'm really sad, and my mom works at a pay at the ministry, and like I'm being tortured, and <laughs> yeah, basically, and, and yeah, but, with a and lot then, of questions. but Harry just goes for it, you know. Yeah, she's staring at the mirror, and he's like, "I'm doing it," and yeah. because she's sad about Cedric because he took her to the ball, even though she liked Harry more, and Cedric died, so somehow that hurts her in some way. I don't know because Kids, man. they were attracted to each other. But she was attracted to Harry more. At the time, it's hard to say. Either way, she feels bad about it. Dude, yeah. if you were 14 years old and like the older like cute guy was taking you to the dance, John, and then he died. And then he got killed by Hitler. By it. Yeah, you, you'd be pretty <laughs> twisted up and messed up by it. In fact, however much maybe you're interested in that person would probably feel so much more magnified by their loss. Yeah. It would probably screw with you. Yeah, okay. I would think so. Uh, okay, so back even to, if she is a robot. Okay, so back to uh, Harry Snape stuff. Harry taps into Snape's mind. Yeah, so Harry he, penetrates Snape. Yes, they 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 play a little switcheroo. Yeah, um, they take and, turns. Yes, in his office with potions. Um, <laughs> what kind of podcast did I sign up for? <laughs> um, so then we see a vision from Snape's past in which he is like a little nerdy boy uh, sitting by the lake and James is a dick. Yeah, James is Malfoy. Is an asshole. James is basically no, like Malfoy. I would Malfoy. argue he's a little bit like Cedric, like cool, popular uh, kid. He's being a and little piece of shit. He's he more, lifts up Snape and he's yeah. just like twirling. He's like, look he's at the nerd. Mix, he's a mix between Cedric and Mal- Malfoy. Yeah. Look he's at the not nerd. as bad as Malfoy is what I'm He's, a, he's, he's got like being a big bully. Yeah. Harry just told him like 
called out Seamus's mom earlier. Like, guess what? Kids are sort of mean sometimes. That's and one what, very small moment doesn't necessarily yeah. explain everything about that his That probably character. would have been a moment where Sirius would have been like, oh, that was like James also. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, fine. Just saying. Like, Look, obviously, I understand why Snape has a negative opinion of him, but that I, I don't think that this I Snape's memory it, colors everything about James. Okay, so but is that is that a is that a real memory or is that yeah yeah like yes, these aren't it's real. it's not the way our memories work these are actual okay. memories so like yep. I'm not, he didn't manipulate the the vision at all to Correct. make it seem worse so yep. so so James is an asshole let's just I think he was that one day it's interesting to me that you know because obviously he remembers stuff but it's interesting that Harry can see it too you know yeah. it's like he's going inside and seeing this this moment but Snape kicks him out. Like that, what shit gets real. Like Snape yeah. was lost in it for a moment and then was like cognizant of what happens and kicks him out. Yeah. He's like, get out of my head. Get out of my office, Potter. Uh... Then there's a really quick Weasley Christmas scene. Oh, yeah. Okay, so. It's very brief, but gosh, every moment with this family is so sweet and I love so them. It's so sweet, but like, okay, for um, where was the rest of Weasley kids well, wait, if it's so Christmas? I just want to mention this because this was, it was cut from the movie. Oh. But in the book that scene is a little bit longer. So in that scene, um, you see James and Sirius is with him, by the way. He was like the guy that was with him in that scene. Yeah, egging him on. Uh, Get him, James! <laughs> they basically, they're like torturing Snape, like screwing with him. They have him upside down. They are they have his underwear out. They're basically giving him a floating wedgie is what they're doing. That's also the way it's described in the books, which is pretty mean. Um, yeah, no, it's it's not nice. <laughs> not nice. But this is I'm this is trying the part to be on the, James' side here. But that's not nice. <laughs> this is a part of the memory that isn't for whatever reason. This wasn't put into the movie, and so what happens here is Lily Evans, Harry's mom, comes, intervenes. She like tells James and Sirius to stop, and he's like, "Oh, I'll stop if you'll go out on a date with me." Is what <laughs> James says, and uh, she's like, "I will if you don't hurt." Uh, like if it, uh, yeah, basically like, stop being a deal. If she goes out with dick. him, he'll never hurt Snape again. And she's just like, no, I won't do that. What? Yeah. So he's like, I won't ever hurt him if you go out with me. And she's like, no, because like I won't go out with. And then that just humiliates Snape even more. Wow, they're so, both assholes. So now also we know why he hates Harry Potter so much. Yeah, because he's been talking to him. Like about like, oh, just like your father, like this piece of shit. He's been saying it for the last four movies. And we don't know why. I wish they hadn't cut that part. I wish they had shown the scene with his mom. Yeah. I mean, I guess every other memory was so quick that yeah. it, I, I feel like the pace pacing wise. Um, yeah. It's also like seeing Snape immediately snap back, like feels like it yeah. makes more sense for the story. But yeah. But I think, again, we had we had a lot. Of, we had. Like we, we just said, got to see we have so a good twenty minutes of, of run, yeah. runway here we yeah. can work with. Yeah, and there's a lot more that you'll learn about yeah. um, uh, that sure. relationship. So, okay, so um, oh yeah, uh, Hagrid went away for a while, came back. Uh, he's about to get fired by Umbridge, but the kids go and visit him, and he's like, "Here, I'm going to show you something out in the woods." Yeah, come follow me. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, during this time. It's uh. It should be noted. This is when Umbridge now also launches her stormtrooper program, and oh, yeah. she she turns basically House um, uh, Slytherin into stormtroopers. Yes. Uh, and she also brings her Weasley little shit. Uh, her Hitler Percival youth. Weasley in. Yeah. Oh yeah, and this is like right before the Hagrid stuff. We get the um, 
essentially Dumbledore gets fired, basically. Or is that after that? Not yet. Okay. Not yet. So she creates the Stormtrooper plan, continues to put up more decrees. You see Filch also taking down all of the paintings and shit, uh, yeah. which is wild because he also like, dumps the people out of the paintings. Yeah. Where are they going? <laughs> I don't know. It's magic. Christian. Like what are, He's also just Maybe like, they just, he's like, ah, ah. I'll get dumped into one picture frame, one very crowded Just bodies. Yeah, all the guys were like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. You know, um, but then yeah, then so so that stuff happens. Also, Filch got like hit by something by the Weasleys and got like boils oh, yeah. all over his face. Oh, he made the chocolates. Yeah, Ugh, uh, such a gross moment. So let's talk about Groppy, Groppy, Gropy, Gropy, uh, the giant kid. Oh yeah, the giant Grop, Grop, yeah, Groppy, yeah, 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 the Mad Magazine kid. Yes, <laughs> 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 oh, that is so good. Uh. uh John's really happy with that now, yeah. with the reaction. I love he how got. he has pure giant blood, and yet somehow seems more inbred than Hagrid. Yeah. Well, that's because giants aren't the smartest people. Yeah. He's also like a baby. Yeah. He's a big old giant baby. That's true. Uh, but yeah, any thoughts about crop Groppy? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it looked a little, fine. A little too CG, but yeah, fine. Yeah, it looked fine. Yeah. Like also, it the, uh, looks way better than the troll in the first season, which oh, yeah. was the last time we really yep, saw a character like that, you know, in the first first movie. Yeah, I think I wish he was a little like not like again not so Mad Magazine like kid, like yeah. a little bit more like twisted, more like ogrey. But I think he's supposed to be. Well, he's not an ogre. He's I know he's just a giant. But he's supposed. That's the point. Is he's actually supposed to be a good person? Like he's like nice. Yeah. But you know he's a fucking giant. Yeah, and then also they. <laughs> In this scene, too, they introduce, like, the centaurs are in heat or something. I don't know. It's... The centaurs are people you don't screw with. Yeah. We learned that in the first movie. And they kind of, they sort of run by their own rules. Yeah. And the ministry is pushing them out because she, Dolores doesn't like them. And also, they are, they see that factions are being made, sides are being taken. And I think that there are, you know, there's, like, infighting. So, yeah, they, they... They live in their own realm in many ways, and they're being disturbed is the problem. Yeah. Okay. And then the breakout at Azkaban happens is where we're introduced to Beatrix Lestrange. Bellatrix Lestrange. Bellatrix. Same thing. Sorry. Uh, Evil wench. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not really much. Like, she's just, she's basically Helen Bonham Carter. Like, there's not not much more to say. Yep. She's evil. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's when you see Neville looking in the mirror at his parents after all of that yeah. happens because he's kind of like processing. Like the my basically my killer got free. Yep. My right. killer's free, yep. it's out there. And then that's that's when they find them. In, yeah, then basically the it's revealed that Cho told them about the room requirement. I'm sorry, Harry. I'm really yeah. sorry, everybody. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. Um you know, and then uh that's where they find the list that says Dumbledore's army. So the ministry shows up at his office. Um, like you said, Percy's there. They try to arrest him. Dumbledore's like, fuck this, I'm out. And then like uses <laughs> yeah. a phoenix to like Escape f- by Bird. So awesome. Fox. Then, yeah, Fox. And then the one the guy that's in the order, but somehow he's with the ministry that he's wearing like Kingsley. The, I yeah, knew Kingsley. you were gonna go. He could this be way. with the order. In the, in yeah, the but, but he's like 
Can't deny his style. Yeah, I <laughs> hate that line. Yeah, it's like cringy. It's they did like, a really okay. bad job casting enough minorities, like casting enough people of color in this movie, and then in all of the movies, and then they do a really bad job of giving them the worst. Like, it feels yeah. very stereotypical. This line, it's yeah. such a, it's Don't such a trailer it. line. Yeah, yeah, you know? totally not necessary. It's, um, it's a very bad stereotype. It's a very it. it that being said, it's still a funny moment and. It, if they didn't have all those other issues, it might play better, but it's, yep. it's cringy. Yeah. Yep. It's cringy. Uh, and now we're getting to the Fred and George. Yeah. Because stuff. basically yeah. there's a because... quick uh, thing where they're now all doing the torture pen thing. Four <laughs> owls. Oh God. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you get the scene where Fred and George are like, fuck this. Like we don't have to do any of this. Like, they're like, we actually don't need higher learning. Like we are allowed to use magic now. Yeah. Um, and Which is interesting because it's kind of like, oh, we have our GED. Yes. <laughs> like, fuck that. I can like, get a job. I can yeah, I can at, get a job. I can work at Apple now. Yeah. 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 They don't require a college degree. Right. Yeah. Who cares? Um, so they basically, during the OWL finals, or whatever it's called. The OWLs. Yeah. yeah. The OWLs. The exams. Yep. Yeah. Ordinary learned. Is it ordinary the equivalent wizarding? of the... Uh, levels ordinary le- wizarding yeah. levels what's the like the, the lsat whatever no <laughs> it's it's so the the english education system is very different than ours this would be closer to i think what are their uh aims yeah they have they ha- they have a very different system than us and they have okay. one that's they have one that's a couple of letters and i can't remember what it is off the top of my head but that's why this is called the owls the owls because okay. it's meant to mimic that yeah anyways uh what do you think of the scene the fireworks, yeah. so fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. Love all Weasley moments, if you haven't noticed. So I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, they. But gosh, what a sacrifice! Like going through, it's like obviously they they know they're going to get in trouble with for it, but yeah. Weasleys go big or they go home. They might as well just like or they kill Umbridge at that point. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> like if you're like basically going to singe her with like fireworks, might as well just pick her up and just drop her like. <laughs> You know, <laughs> off a cliff. Insane. And then I think uh, Harry collapses during that. Oh yeah, that's when his quaaludes moment. kick in. Like, yeah, right there, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> and he gets the vision of Sirius. Yep. getting tortured. Uh, so, Which, by the way, you get your newts in your seven year. Oh, okay. I don't even know what that means. So, but the, okay. so the owls are the like we said, the ordinary wizarding levels, and then the seventh years take the newts. Uh, and the newts are the nast- nastily exhausting wizarding tests, which you would assume are named after Newt Scamander, who is the main character in the Fantastic Beast series, and he is the writer of the book Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. He is uh, one of the played main... By, played by Stephen Hawking. Yeah, he's one of the main uh, authors in this, in this world and reality. Um, so then... Uh, serious torture serious torture but then yep. we get so Dude, then this is then, where it turns into empire strikes back a little bit yes yeah i gotta save them i gotta save my friends your friends are already dead luke also Anyways, um seamus is this when seamus also apologizes yeah, this is when seamus sobers up yeah and realizes that he's he did wrong so he's like harry i'm really sorry my mom harry i'm really sorry harry <laughs> You don't really saw you know. Anyway, uh, my mother was on a real bend. So they they try to rush to go to Sirius, but right? all like yeah. right but after then, the, and but then Umbridge has caught. all the flu 
chimneys watched. Yeah. So they powder. So they have one in her office. So they sneak into yep. her office. That's where like the one kitten runs away. Yeah. Little plate. Um, but she stops them and she's like, "I'm gonna use a torture curse." It's, on you, Harry. It's insane. Yeah, like she, she can use that mind. on a student. It's like every like yeah. she just quickly goes to crazy. Which it's is, like she but starts. This is how this, you know. Yeah. She's she's more than meets the eye. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. And then um, Hermione is like, just tell him the truth about the thing in the woods. Yeah, the secret weapon. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so her and Harry lead Umbridge out in the woods, where then. Not only Groppy's there, but the centaurs are there. And basically, Umbridge gets taken away by the centaurs. And God knows what happens to her. <laughs> who yeah. the hell? Who I cares? Thought, she shows up, she shows up at the end. The she shows up list. later, like uh, in, the, in the Daily Prophet. I was, I first time, I'm like, she's dead. Like, they, they murdered her out in the <laughs> woods there. Right? Like, but then she just pops up in the paper again. So Surprise. Yep. So, and Harry has that really good line. Um, and I think Umbridge is like, "Tell them to stop," and tell them I mean no harm. And he's like, "I'm sorry, Professor. I must not tell lies." And yeah. It's like, fuck yeah, <laughs> Harry. <laughs> Get it back. Yeah. That that is a great line. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really, a, really good. It's almost it's too so maniacal good. for like the character of Harry Potter to say almost. Until yeah. you remember who but, his father was. Yeah. It's <laughs> like by that point, you hate her so much that you're like. Like just like so on board with yeah. Her. You're like it's very like James Bondy thing to say. Yep. Like before, <laughs> before, right before you kill off the villain, I mean like some quip, yeah. Which is know. why I feel like the line could have been corny, but you're like so in that space of hating her that like you're like, yep, I agree. Um, so and also I think you'd you'd hope if you were in that position, you would have been quick enough to think of that because yeah. I would totally say that if I if I could have yeah in that moment like, stick it's it the, to her. It's the perfect response to her which it, this this makes me think john because a lot of people like you have said before that i'm definitely slytherin seeing what a bully james potter is and that knowing he was a gryffindor clearly it's i should be a gryffindor yeah. <laughs> uh, now this has changed my mindset you're probably just a dickish gryffindor yeah thing. and i'm totally fine with that yeah cool brag about it a dickish gryffindor <laughs> I just, is totally I just... what i'd want to go for <laughs> i'm i'm a proud hufflepuff over here so yes you no are no biggie Yes, you are. Claw. <laughs> Claw. <laughs> Claw. Hey, no, you have Luna Lovegood now. Oh, I hey. love her. We can she's ride. amazing. She's awesome. She's such a good character. And then after this scene, we can ride the Thestrals to London. <laughs> <laughs> but oh then gosh. we won't tell how Ron and Hermione about them, and then they, we don't know what happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> All right. Yeah, so we, we, then they get to the Ministry of Magic. Yeah, this is hours. when the movie gets so Turn good. up. Yeah, I love it. As soon as they start shifting gears here, I'm like, "Yep." And it, it's dope that all of them go with him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just not. Yeah, it's not him alone. It's it, it, despite Harry's persistence to like do it alone and feel responsible for kind of carrying a lot of the burden. His friends are always like, "Nope, we're with you on this one." Yeah. Um, and this is the first time that like it's not just Hermione and Ron that are like, "Hey, idiot! Like, haven't you realized like we're together? Like now, it's like other people are starting to really get on board." Yeah, um, which I I love. And this is how as you the know group expands. Like Luna clearly was a bigger character in the book, 
because she goes to the fucking ministry with them, yeah. knowing like Voldemort might be there. Yeah, like this girl just appears in the movies in yeah. this one. She's now. like, just yeah. there. Where you think like guys like Seamus would be there because they've been there a little like longer. You think Cho would want to? You wouldn't bring yeah. her along. Yeah, she would just cry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. She's um, so yeah, they they go into the the Hall of Mysteries, or whatever the Vault of Mysteries, whatever it's called, with all the crystal balls. Uh, because the one thing I guess uh, that you know Voldemort didn't have the first time around was a prophecy, and but it all turns out to be a trick to get Harry to find his own prophecy because that's what he needed. And yeah. What, and can you explain what the prophecy is? So the prophecy was made by Professor Trelawney. Okay. Which oh did I did we learn that in this movie or did we learn that in a later movie about what? I think I, I just gave that away. I mean, whatever. Like everyone that yeah, listens I don't to the know show, if that's like everyone her that listens to the show. Voice on the thing, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Like you yeah. can tell it's her, but it's yeah. kind of a big deal because everything we've seen about her has mostly been like not fraudulent. Like she has been wrong pretty much about everything except for the last time she's when fraudulent. She's kooky, right? But still, everything about that divination class seems kind of bunk until you learn that she had the the prophecy about Harry. Yeah, which yeah. is sort of a major deal considering Voldemort wants it. Uh, and the only person that can find the prophecy is the person who made it, which is why Voldemort hasn't been able to find the prophecy. So he tricks Harry into doing it by thinking he's torturing Sirius. Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Yep. He's got it. In the Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader tortures Han Solo just to lure Luke to Cloud City in the same way because he could feel his friends in pain in the exact same way Voldemort does it to Harry with Sirius. But, but he's not actually torturing Sirius because Sirius isn't there. Correct. makes the image of it. Yep. Um... So then they find themselves surrounded by Lucius and other Death Eaters. Do you think that like Lucius and Lestrange be, uh, are totally fucking? <laughs> no. no, no way. Uh, are you kidding me? Just the way that like they were like, oh god, no, entered together. I was like, no, not no, even a they're bit. just they're, they're just into evil. Lucius That's can't it. handle that. Okay, I think it, like he's looking no. for a woman like that, no, and then she's just like, I want some of that blonde. No. He wants. <laughs> He wants a subservient, quiet woman that is not going to question him because he wants to feel strong, but he's a weak little punk. That's why That's why a woman that's like her walks into accurate. his life and just rocks his world. No, she would walk into his I life, take know. his money, and then leave him. You know, I There's just, no way. There was just the way they, the, the way they introduced those two, like, standing, like, by each other. I just got those vibes. And also, he kind of gives this look to her when he, like, kind of is like, and there's this crazy lady with me. Well, because like, at this point, he's, like, feeling, like, baller status of being evil. Like, yeah. he thinks he's, like, the boss. Yeah. I just took it more of, like, you know, in the couple of days we broke it out, she's been, like, sleeping at my place. And <laughs> <laughs> it's been a wild 48 hours before we steal this prophecy. Okay. Um, maybe it's a deleted scene. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, so, and I just thought this was interesting to bring up because Luna is here in the ministry with them oh them in the um, podcast yes I'm no, here. No, no no she's here in the ministry with them so she <laughs> doesn't she doesn't really appear in the other stories she is sort of like mentioned in the background yeah uh in the last one like setting her up but it, i don't know if you noticed that she does seem younger than them yeah she is she's a fourth year she's friends with Ginny. okay yep so that's sort of how that happens okay um so i just think that's like kind of important to note that like she's younger because it's you, she, she also gets fucking decked. Oh yeah, oh. she gets punched in the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> like she takes a, a punch like a champ. Little girl gets punched. 
punched. Right, which is why I was bringing it up. Like, she's brand new to this crew. She, They're bringing a younger kid along, and she just gets, like, whacked right in the face almost immediately. Yeah. And she, like, it draws blood. Oh, yeah. It's like, I remember yeah, that being a shocking thing. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. But it almost feels, I got the sense that Luna, like, kind of liked it. In what? A sense. Oh, this Wait, is weird. She liked getting yeah, nah, hit. This in the- no, yeah, like, this is- no, we don't need to go down. <laughs> no, in the sense of like she likes the thrill of action. She definitely is like uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah, that's why I'm not going yeah. some weird twisted route of like. No, she's definitely she's definitely you know. in on an adventure. Yeah. Yep. And that's why like I got in that sense of like getting punched in the face is like wow I feel alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they don't really set up this door at all. This door to Ghost World. Like, what is it? Uh, what do you mean? So when they fall, they fall down in this little pit thing, and then there's a space. Oh, so yeah, after they're being chased, which by the way, they are at a huge disadvantage because they don't know how to apparate. Yeah, yeah, they like you're, you're fucked. It's like at These least we're small apparate, and nimble. You like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The room where it happens, John. The room where it happens, uh, where <laughs> he gets <laughs> overtaken. <laughs> um. All the bad guys apparate, turn into smoke monsters, and grab Ginny, Harry, Luna, Ron, Hermione. Ron, and Hermione. Uh, when they first enter that room, Hermione's like, yo, let's get out of here. And remember, Harry says something like, do you hear that? Yeah, I hear, you hear voices. the voices. And, Luna's and like, Luna hears the voices. Yeah, so it's death. Right, so it's death. So this is the death room that they're in. And the death room houses this archway that has a portal that is believed to be the barrier between the world of the living and the world of the dead so it's believed that he can hear the voices probably similar to the same reason he can see the thestrals yeah because he's connected to death yeah Yeah. and so is she now i guess it's like question for me it was like implied that like if you walked through that you would die like you essentially would pass on into the ghost world it's said that if a living person passes through they will become trapped in the world of the dead so you might not die but you also may not be able to cross back into the world of the living. Yeah. So this room is is built to study death. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, so that whole se- so this whole sequence there's this intense battle going on. Well, yeah, uh, the Order of the Phoenix shows up. Yes. Such a cool name too for the good guys. Yeah. The Order uh, of the Phoenix. I love how they arrive too. And the difference of like the how they treat good yeah. guys versus bad guys, it's like the it's like the light is heavier yeah. and solid and like just yeah, like feels really strong. Um, and yeah. I haven't said it yet, but like how many times while I was watching this particular movie out of all of them, it's like the music is particularly like really good yeah. in this one. There's yeah. so many moments that like it just adds so much. And this whole sequence, um, you know, for the remainder of the fight through the next few scenes is like just incredibly well done. And the sound effects are amazing. Like, Everything, like all the sound design is like, it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you got to hand it to John Williams. It, what's interesting, obviously, is you, you'll hear bits and pieces of his other themes like Star Wars and Home Alone in this. For the first time, I heard a bit of Harry Potter now in Star Wars because in the newer Star Wars movies on Ray's theme and on the on the standard uh, like sort of background music for her, there's this moment with the keys and I, I swear he straight lifted it out of something he did in this Harry Potter movie. I can't remember what the moment was, yeah. but it was more of a quiet moment. And there were these keys in the background. It was ex- almost exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were watching it together. And we had that like, what? Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> so good. 
So it's fun to to hear some Harry Potter influences now in his newer stuff uh, as he just keeps like yeah growing that work. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So I think my like the one weird thing about this scene is just that so Sirius shows up and they're not like stay away from this door <laughs> because it's a portal to the death world. I'm actually going to fight in front of it. On. I'm going to fight sure. in front of it. Yeah. Like and so if I ever get knocked back, like I'm kind of fucked. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So then, and then Lestrange essentially does the death curse on him. Which, oh, right before it, yeah, like Sirius calls him James by oh, yeah. while they're fighting. And I'm like, it's my other favorite little moment. Yeah, um, that's a huge yeah. moment for so many people. I think that's in many ways the biggest moment of the movie. Oh, that it's Sirius so good. Calls Harry it's James. like one of the most, because they have that kinship and he loves him so much. But in that moment when they're fighting side by side and he goes, he goes, Night, he says like, nice shot, James. And then Harry, like, does the look at him. Like, it, yeah. it's so good. And Harry, it was, like, this moment of, like, respect Harry yep. felt from him. Yeah. That he's been, like, wanting from the adults and from Sirius for so long. It was great. Yep. It's and awesome. then Bellatrix kills him. Yeah. I feel like. Sad. So, I, if, if, the cousin. Cur- if the death curse is so, like, powerful, why aren't they just doing it all the time? Oh, so, I yeah. No. <laughs> like, I agree. It seems like. If you could easily pull a 21 on blackjack all the time, you would just do it all the time. My guess is they weren't given the order to do that. Voldemort wants to be the one to kill Harry, so he Mm -hmm. definitely expressed that. So for that reason, he may have told them to not kill them and just to get the prophecy because he probably didn't want them. But Bellatrix is strange. Uh, Can't really control this woman. So she sees her cousin and is like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. Okay. About yeah. So then, yeah. So then he passes on, like he basically falls into the door. So he like and dies and like and he's just turn, gone. And he just turns to a ghost. He's just gone. And then Harry chases down Lestrange because I can't. I keep forgetting her first name. Bellatrix. Yeah. Bellatrix. So Harry goes after Bellatrix Lestrange. To, he's he wants to kill her. Yeah. Which I can you use a killing curse or like can you kill another witch or wizard in defense like in a fight in war like are you well. You know, that's the question here, right? It's a question for Judge Fudge. Yeah, because he uses Crucio on her. He uses an unforgivable curse on her. Yeah, luckily no one sees it. And he had a moment earlier in the story where he talks to Dumbledore about, like, he's worried that he's becoming like Voldemort because he feels the darkness yeah. inside him. But yeah, this is, and, this and is very... And Sirius has a conversation with Harry about it. He says yeah. something about, like, we all have light and dark. And this Correct. is definitely yeah. the Emperor... To Luke moment here yes. because right when he does that, then you know Voldemort's like, "Do it, Harry." Yes, you kill her. Yeah, leash your dark side and strike her down. <laughs> yeah, know. I think there's something too with those curses, like they require a lot of magical power as yeah. well, right? So they're really draining. To, yeah, they to say like it takes the, a like, piece of why you they to can't... use about a cadaver. Like yeah, it, it, it then you like nap I don't think afterwards. you could just like throw it a- around willy-nilly like in the eat slugs yeah. for example um <laughs> it <laughs> takes slugs. it takes a bit more power you no know, it's really screwed up like so eat slugs is a spell that ron cast and his wand backfired on him because it was broken yeah so he had to eat his own slugs luna's mom died because her own spell backfired on her Ooh. which like goes back to like you could see where she gets her weird like clumsy messiness from yeah like yeah uh, all right, and I think you know visually probably one of the best scenes of the movie, which is Dumbledore shows up. Oh my! Showdown God. between Voldemort and Dumbledore. Great scene. Just it's it's why it's my favorite. Yeah. It's it's yeah. so so well done. You really get to see what a magic battle is. Yep. 
Yeah. And in that moment, s- snake of fire. Yeah. Yep. That was cool. And then like he fire, does water, a fire, like the water, like the thing. He starts yeah. like drowning him, and then, but he knocks Harry back to keep Harry out of it. Harry should have just lifted his wand and Avada Kedavra'd Voldemort right there. He should have just fucking just boom wiped him out. Why? I mean, I mean could we say the same like Harry had to learn how to do a Patronus? Like he might not know how to like control it, like or do actually it. do the, the spell. Also, M. Night Shyamalan steals the water ball thing. Later for the uh, Avatar Last Airbender movie. So. Yeah. He could have uh, <laughs> Expelliarmus and knocked Voldemort's wand out of his hand. Yeah, he could have Yeah, helped. but again, like... He's just it, watching. Anyway. Yeah. You know, he's had to watch. It uh, just... I hate when they have the villain captured and they don't finish him. Yeah. And then I he, get that uh, it's like the bad thing to do, but at the same time, when they are mass murderers, there is no way to stop them yeah. without putting them down. You need to put down... Like... Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't want to kill anyone, but you, someone's got to kill Hitler. Yeah, and like, then Voldemort—you got to kill Hitler. Voldemort does that thing; and he breaks all the glass and sends shards flying. I feel like when so Voldemort does that that thing where basically it turns into dust. I feel like glass dust. Oh, a Dumbledore turns it into like with like, like breeze oh, across you. He turns into sand. Yeah. I feel like that still would be like ah, oh, my eyes, <laughs> my skin. Also, magic. It's all in me. Yeah. And maybe he has magic, magic. contact. But it's also up in front of his hand, so it'd be yeah. going like on his hair and stuff. Yeah, he's just, just gonna like for and weeks he afterwards. He's gonna like. But think about how much adrenaline you have going here. Like, you could probably get shot in the arm and keep going and be That's okay. True. You know, you like later he's gonna be like, oh, fucking like burns yeah. all over my like, Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's like fiberglass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Asbestos yeah. on his lungs <laughs> and like he's just gonna deal with that. He's, uh, gonna, he's gonna need some good moisturizer later. Yeah. So then basically, then there's a moment then after this big fight where Harry and Voldemort have a moment where he gets in his mind. And he uses the travels setup from everything the, so yeah, far now. The training. And yeah. then he basically is able to kick him out. He's like, basically, like, you have no friends and I feel sorry for you, you bad old man. Well, and that's because Dumbledore helps pull him out by saying, like, it's not how you're similar. It's how you're different. That's important. And then his yeah. friends show up and he yeah. hears his friends. And then, like, it's the combination of, of those two yeah. things. Yeah. It, it was almost as if he was, like, losing at that point. Yes. And then seeing his friends was yeah. what Realizes, really... like, yeah, I'm actually really popular and cool. <laughs> yeah. Popularity is everything. Yeah. Like, sorry, dude. It's all about your, your social currency, guys. Oh, what a burn to be like, you'll never know love. So... <laughs> He's loved by his Death Eaters. <laughs> feared. Yeah, he's feared. Feared. Yeah. Well, no, I think Pettigrew definitely loves respected. him. <laughs> okay. He's, hey, if I was loved only by Pettigrew, I don't know if I'd be running around bragging about it. You mean but, that hot yeah. piece of tail? Yeah. Literally. Warm tail. Hot piece of warm tail. Anyway. Uh, another great little. And then, yeah, and then Judge Fudge moment. shows up and is like. Judge Fudge. He's like, he's back. After like a split yeah, second of seeing him, minister. he's the minister. He's not a judge. He's <laughs> I, the president. I know. No, I under. I we're, like the, the name Judge we're, Fudge. We're though. just doing it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but again, he could have totally like played the, like played it off as like I didn't see anything. No, nah. like, I barely I barely saw whatever that was. It could have been anything. He's back. Yeah, he's back. And yeah, so and then he basically caves. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, basically. I was wrong, and I'm an asshole. <laughs> yeah. I'm like my bad. Uh, yeah, and then I'm trying to think. What any other big things happen? Basically, yeah. Dumbledore's reinstated. Umbridge yeah. is. He gives his um, 
explanation of how he was distancing. Oh yeah, that's a great scene. Yeah, they had a great personal moment because you don't really get a lot of Dumbledore in this movie, so it's right. like that's good to see him and Harry kind of like we cool. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So, uh, yeah, and then the carriages go home. Yeah, it ends really quickly. I think then Luna sees her shoes hanging. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, says something about like things have a way of coming back to you in the end, which is like possibly like drug dealer shoes like hung up in Hogwarts. <laughs> Wait, drug <laughs> dealer shoes? Yeah, have you yeah. heard like when people do drug dealer like they throw their shoes over the line so like drug dealers oh like, or those buyers are also like, know like oh those are also like where... gang hit shoes. Yeah. yeah, those shoes ain't always uh the the kind of delivery you want. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Luna seems people, safe. Sometimes you're getting led. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think what, then that kind of, the movie just kind of peters out. Yeah. Harry says something about how they have something worth fighting for, and it feels very Lord of the Rings at the very end. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then it's like, Harry <laughs> yeah. Potter will return <laughs> yep. in the Half-Blood Prince. I'm really excited because I keep liking, I, I do, I, I think I like this slightly more than Goblet of Fire. They're both very good, I think. Yeah. I, just, I mean, really, it's just the Dumbledore, really, that fight sequence for me. It's, like, you, it's yeah. just, yeah. There's definitely, like, I think some of the best moments of the series so far in this yes. movie. I just think for me still, thinking about all the elements that are in Goblet of Fire between the events. It's really yeah. good. And all the things. It's like, it's it just really has the most, uh, like, to, it's got the best buffet. It is. It's very good. It's very good. Yeah. I'm super excited to see how much, because the, the next one is definitely my favorite book. I know that's I what I'm really like that story. Yeah. And there's like, I mean, so obviously this fight scene was very big, but there's like some like big hefty yeah. payoffs coming, like some like really yeah. large. Like, also, I think maybe the darkest scene in the whole series is in the next book yep. in the next movie. Yep. Um, so that's going to be really cool. And some of the, the most adventure. So, yes. yeah, I'm really excited because so far as we've gone, even revisiting it, I think I've liked each movie more than the previous one and more than I remember them. Yeah. Uh, oh, I haven't said it. One part I really like about this one. Also, there's not a lot of Malfoy who I find yeah, super very annoying. little Malfoy. There's like one quick one scene, scene where yeah. he's super tall now. Yep. And like yeah. right outside the train. I'm, unfortunately, you're going to get a little bit his more dad, now. So. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, lots of really good things to come, but this was fun. John? Uh, yeah, I'm just again excited to as we kind of hit the home stretch here of the uh, the Potterverse, and you know, I have no idea what we're doing next. Wait, what? After oh, Harry Potter? Oh, after Harry Potter? Uh, yeah, we'll no idea. We're gonna have to regroup and figure it out. Yeah. Uh, okay, <laughs> Therese. Yes. How can people keep in touch with you if they would like to do that? Um, I'm a real force to be reckoned with on the social medias. Um, at Therese the Beast, you can keep up with me there. John. Uh, yeah, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Johnny B, as in just the letter B, good in LA. Uh, also, you can hear my lovely voice on Wishboning and the Inside High podcast. <laughs> oh, your voice just got lovely. As well as many other uh, lovely uh, shows and things online. Thank you. Judge Fudge. <laughs> He's a judge. Judge Fudge. 
I think it's just because it's like almost midnight. That's why I'm like a way more loopy and goofy right now. Yeah. And <laughs> I am at Christian underscore Humes. That's on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Zeitheist always. Our show is hashtag Watchworld. You can also find me at Unranked Podcast or at Zeitheist.com. That's Z-Y-T-E-H-E-I-S-T.com. Please be sure to stay subscribed to our show. You can listen to it on whatever platform you like. That is iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh pocket cast whatever the hell you want whatever the hell you got we're on it when you want it so subscribe leave a review and (laughs) as we always do we're gonna go ahead and leave you with a quote from harry potter and the order of the phoenix you can't deny his style